Welcome to I've Been Mean to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use as conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Harper Thompson. I'm Stanley Philippe. And, oh boy, the old ball and chain of Harper's here. The... <laughs> Uh, you might. I, I'm speaking. I'm speaking to Harper only. You might know him as <laughs> I your boyfriend, uh-huh. and also the co-host of Hawkeyes. It's Jonathan Zavaleta, everybody. Yay. Yeah. Hello, hello. Uh, this is a kind of an ersatz Harper's choice, like a parallel Lee Harper's choice, but also Jonathan as well, because you two are. I guess you two can like kind of like co 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 tag this together because you two were the co-host of a podcast at one point too. Um, the co-host of a podcast and the co-host of a relationship. That's true. So, Nailed it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, tell us a little bit about your relationship to Justin Timberlake and your relationship to each other. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, do you want to kick it off? Sure. I mean, I my awareness of Justin Timberlake, I feel like, was probably around 2006-ish, 7-ish, whenever um, Future Sex Love Sounds came out. And the uh, what goes around comes around in particular. I would hear that song on the radio, and I was, like, young enough to... I was too young to, like, actually ask for I, there was no way for me to listen to music other than just like what came up on the radio. And I, I was never confident enough to just ask if I heard a song I liked come on the radio, I just had to like not say anything and hope that the radio wouldn't get changed. Cause I couldn't just be like, Justin Timberlake <laughs> is my shit. Do not change this. <laughs> so I just had to like hope that whoever was driving the car or whatever didn't change the station and so that was like i have like a very distinct memory of like that song coming on and being like dad don't change it don't change the song um so that's kind of like my first memory of jt um and i was not like super knowledgeable and still not honestly about his um prior endeavor as a boy band member so yeah i would say like future sex love sounds made me a fan and then by the time 2020 experience came out and I was like, I was, I was ready for it. Here, here's my impression of uh, Jonathan asking his mom or father for uh, this record. So, Hey, Hey, uh, mom, can we get this record? I want to go to the record store and get this record. And your mom's like, okay, okay. Sonny boy tossles your hair. What's what record would you like to get? Well, it's called uh, <clears throat> future. Okay. Sounds good. Sex? No way. And I was like, that's it. Well, wait, you didn't hear the other two words. A few octaves octaves higher, probably, than that. My my voice. Um, I I don't. I think I didn't even know what that album was called. Is the thing. Like, I knew it was Justin Timberlake, 
I knew the song What Goes Around Comes Around. Um, but yeah, if you had told me the album was called Future Sex Love Sounds, I was like, not for me. Um, and that would have turned me off. But no, uh, yeah, that that's kind of because I, I, there wasn't even a way at that time. Like now that I think about it, like I didn't have money to buy music. And also there wasn't like YouTube really. Maybe there was, but just we barely. Had, like, just starting up, yeah. and I was like, you know, like Charlie the Unicorn and stuff like that. Yeah, we had like a dial-up computer. Like there was no way I was going to go on YouTube.com and type in "sexy back." So like it was really <laughs> just like whatever came up, whatever came up on the radio. Like that's what I was listening to at that time. Radio Disney. I figured you would have gotten it from the library and ripped it on your laptop or something. I did do that, but I didn't start doing that until like high school. Mm, so gotcha. yeah, I would get CDs and rip them onto my laptop. And that was the way I would get free music, basically. Yeah, I go back a little farther with JT for sure. Um, I I think I would have been a little young for when he was a Mouseketeer, but I was definitely watching them on the Disney Channel in syndication just a few years later, I think, Um, because I remember I would be my... um, This is about to be too much information about my family, but my parents were basically alternated nights with me. Like I'd be with my dad on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and my mom on Tuesday, Thursday because of their work schedules. And so on Friday nights, my dad would just kind of like fall asleep early and I would be up late watching TV even when I was really little, like five or six. And so um, I know the Mouseketeers with Justin Timberlake came on pretty late on Friday nights. And so I was watching that pretty early. Um, and also around the same time, I would have been very into NSYNC. Like when it came to Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC on the playground, I was always there for NSYNC because um, I, I just love um, No Strings Attached. I mean, that album is so good. It has so many hits, including Digital to Get Down, which I think is totally related to this album. We'll get into it later. But um, so many great songs on that album. And I've just been a longtime fan. Um, and then, yeah, I was definitely also listening to Justified, you know, Crimea River, Senorita, all those classics um, when that came out. I don't think I had the CD, though. But then when Future Sex Love Sounds came out, I definitely had that CD because my dad is also a Justin Timberlake fan. And he took me to that oh. concert. Um, wow. Yeah. So we went to that concert at the Staples Center um, and I got a zip up like a collar is so dorky i don't even know if i still have it but it's like a red zip up like sweater no hood just a collar and it had like the justin timberlake silhouette of him dancing from the cover um and also it was like argyle across it because it was 2006 so somehow all of these design uh features came together in one sweater which is unbelievable um yeah, so that happened. And then later we would go on to see Justin Timberlake at the Staples Center again with my dad in 2014. What is your collective, you and Jonathan's collective history with Justin Timberlake? And you said, you told me a few times that you bonded over this album and this record. So what was that process like? Yeah, I think, well, we got together in 2012 and this album came out in early 2013. I feel like there was like a. Um... Like one of those like minute long iTunes samples. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and the song hadn't even come out yet, but I think maybe Suit and Tie had already come out, and then Mirrors was like there was just a snippet of it available, and so we listened to that, and just like the minute, I mean, even just like hearing the production 
for like the 30 seconds, 45 seconds that we got, we we're like, this is, this is going to slap. And, and, and it did. So that's, that's what I remember specifically about that album is like hearing it like a minute at a time. And I guess, I don't know, it made it somehow better to like hear the whole thing when you can only hear when you're just giving that little tiny teaser. Yeah. And also that opening to mirrors is so good too. Like if you hear that and you're like, Oh my goodness, like what is Justin Timberlake doing? Like what's coming for us? You know, I th- I feel like that's so exciting. Um, but also funny that you mentioned iTunes though, because this was definitely a time when like I was kind of personally switching from iTunes to Spotify. And so, you know, that was, that was a, an interesting time for music and yeah. Cause, and I, yeah, I feel like we both got Spotify at the same time. Cause I remember us like listening to channel orange a lot around that time. So yeah. So there is the one minute clips and stuff like that. Uh, what's like the next part of that story? Is there another part of that story? Just like, kind of like, um, what, like, what was like kind of the anticipation period for it? How did you kind of. Andrew, the question you're trying to ask is, did you all fall in love to mirrors? <laughs> and if not, yeah. did you fall in love to different Justin Timberlake song? At the concert, was there a moment where you looked at each other and then you looked at Harper's dad and you thought, <laughs> yeah, Fuck, yeah, that's better. That is, that's there. We can't have our moment at this concert. We want the nitty gritty dirt. Let's get, let's get, yeah. let's make this a future like, we... sex love story, if you will. <laughs> People like people have been ha- clamoring for Harper lore, yes. so like it's like, it's like <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna say I can't throw any shade to Warren Thompson because he's the one that got those tickets, he's the one that took us to that concert, absolutely. So, shout out to him, <laughs> <laughs> and he's taken us to a lot of concerts and he's got exceptional taste, so I can't, I can't, um, you know, no shade, no shade there. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think this was definitely around the, the, you know, nascent, uh, era of our, of our romance. Um, you know, I feel like we, yeah. Is that a good word or a bad word? Nascent? That's good. Early. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know. Beginning. Beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, no. There's a word nay in it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yacent. Okay. Yeah. Cause we like, depending on how you look at things, got together in November of 2012. Uh, And so um, that was just a few months before uh, this came out. And we were uh, together a lot, you know, college people, lots of people living in a very small place. So you're just hanging out a lot. Um, And yeah, and I think we were super excited about 2020 experience coming out, specifically Mirrors. Um, And when it finally did, I mean, it was just like such an exciting moment for us to bond over media which is something Um, that i think is like kind of important to both of us and so that's a a big part of our relationship and a pretty uh crucial time for us it's been a rocket ship to the top what about you stanley what's your like what's your uh do you have any justin timberlake history do you have nsync history what's your deal yeah it's 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 hard because like i i forget that i'm i'm just like a uh inch like older than everybody so, you know, I had an inch taller. I, no, yeah, maybe. Um, and so I and I got a harp. I got to I got to confess uh, when I was in university, I was debating with this girl, Tara Rhodes. If you're listening, Tara, shout out to you. I hope you're doing well. And I was shout out to Warren Thompson. Also, yes, like more importantly, Harper's dad. <laughs> um, I was. I was team Backstreet Boys and I was convinced that Whoa. Yeah, and I was like Backstreet Boys is a much better band which which you know now it, they maybe are at least they have a longer kind of 
history, if you will, because they're still performing together. Um, That's true. But NSYNC was as cool. like, oh, they're kind of corny. They're like the the lesser of the Backstreet Boys. But then like Dirty Pop dropped and then oh, yeah. um, Gone dropped. And when Gone dropped, mm-hmm. that's when it was like, oh, this Justin Timberlake guy, he has something. And then I remember uh, going to a bar and hearing the and I'm like, yo, is Pharrell, is Pharrell doing a Justin, is that Pusha? Is that the clips with Justin? T- I was so confused, but so excited because it sounded so darn good. And so that was when I was like, man, Justin Timberlake is, he's the guy. Like he's, he's one of those artists that's going to last for a long, long time. And, and fast forward to this album, uh, obviously soon Ty came out first. And I'm super excited because I'm in my my Jay-Z era. And 2013 is literally the year where I bought maybe the most CDs of my entire life. Like I'm talking like Yeezus, uh, Because the Internet, Nothing Was the Same. Oh, yeah. Uh, 2020 Experience, Channel Orange. Like the list goes on, right? Like there's so many albums that came out in 2013. And then it was kind of the official almost like going away party for CDs. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so having yeah. this and i still have you know harper you talked a bit about having that the cd kind of case i have a mm-hmm. full case of cds in my car and it, and it just sounds really good so i was listening to this album listening to this, this cd and it just sounded like the justin timberlake that i really like and the timbaland that i really love too which i think we need to spend some time talking yeah. about like timbaland and what he did post justin pharrell I think it was RCA Records breakup because there's a whole kind of whole thing there with um, Justified. So anyway, so I'm a, I'm a fan of Justin Timberlake. I think that he he was one of the coolest blue eyed soul artists, you know, him and Robin Thicke and and John B. If you're like super old, you know, John B. If you don't know John B, look <laughs> up John B. He was like he was Justin before Justin, like so good. So I'm excited mm. we're going to talk about this album because I think there's a lot of good. I also think there's a, there's some bad there too. Like looking back, there there are some flaws to this album that I think we should talk about. But overall, okay. uh, it was an exciting re-listen. So thank you both to Harper and Jay-Z for the JT throwback. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, the thing is like uh, he, they meant – Justin meant to get you as the the feature on the song, but like they accidentally got – jay-z the rapper guy you know so sean yeah. carter it was like it was like a really That's awkward right. but like the, he called justin called sean carter and he showed up and i was like oh oh yeah hey buddy <laughs> <And> like they <laughs> so yeah like um this actually is kind of a formative record for me too like just accidentally like because um I think it was like it was probably 2012, 2013. I first started getting into music. I start, I tell the story all the time, or at least developing my own taste, developing my, what I came became my taste. And I listened, I remember listening to Channel Orange. I remember listening to Because the Internet and Camp. Uh, and then also, uh, The Odd Future tape, you know, like Tyler's record and just like, uh, Eminem and like uh, I I listened to you like don't like this at the time and like it was it was such a formative year and then um, this album I would listen to um, I think at this time I was like obsessed with the idea of the polymath obsessed with the idea of 
uh, I think it probably started with Donald Glover, where he was like, you know, my cousin showed me Derek comedy clips and they were so funny. They were so funny. And then I was like, oh, I recognize that guy from Community. I'll check that show out. And then I was like watching that show. and I fell in love with that show. And then uh, the idea that like what he makes music and like, I guess I got (laughs) to check this out out of out of my own volition and stuff like that. And then I developed my own music taste after that. I kind of like formed it. And then um, Justin Timberlake was kind of he wasn't as formative, but like I remember seeing that same quality in him of just like I remember seeing him in the social network. And then also, you know, this song like Sue and Ty came out. It was such a big hit. And then also um, it was like SNL, all those SNL appearances. Like he was the guy he was the he like Dick in a Box was like one of the most like viral. And it was also taking advantage of YouTube starting like to be a mm-hmm. thing and stuff and like people discovering um you know like viral things that way and stuff and yeah i thought he was so cool i thought he was like the coolest guy i thought he was like so you know i i I was like so impressed by him i was like oh this guy can do no wrong uh, stuff like that uh i also remember he was in uh you know yogi bear (laughs) he was in he was in that movie yogi bear as boo boo bear and there was a poster. It was like some mild controversy. This is like the first internet controversy I remember. <laughs> like, it was, <laughs> like oh. it was a poster of like, you know, uh, Yogi Bear and, uh, you know, like kind of smiling and stuff like that. And then Boo Boo Bear is in front of him. And it's like a poster of like, you know, the Yogi Yogi Bear. And the caption is, you know, all good things come in bears. And then everyone on the <laughs> internet was like, hey, it looks like they're having, how do you say it, anal sex with each other. <laughs> like, so that was like the first. So yeah, that's my that's that's my Justin Timberlake, uh, you know, history and stuff. I like how specific that is. That's that's <laughs> no no one else is going to drop the Yogi Bear anal sex Justin Timberlake reference. I think he just married Jessica Biel, and that's all over this album. Yeah. Yeah. Star of uh, I I I'm now pronouncing Chuck and Larry. And yes, and Seventh Heaven, which has come back in a big way. On oh TikTok. my god! Okay, so my partner just shows me these TikToks all the time. That show is <laughs> raging, like it's wild that that was on TV. I know it's so crazy that like at the time I did watch a lot of Seventh Heaven because it was in syndication on ABC Family, and like I at the time did not really register how insane everything on that show was. And now watching these clips, I just can't believe that that happened. Like it's like it's it's nuts. Like it's it's just really the wildest show to ever air and it's fun yes. to like re- rewatch these clips like it's yeah it's impressive wait what's an example of something wild that happened on that show well with jessica beal specifically there's one where she wants her um brother matt to teach her how to kiss like that she wants to like practice kissing and so it looks like they're and so they're like like lean and they're really about to do it and then uh the dad comes out and he's like bringing the trash out because they're like right outside of the house and he's like and then matt turns around and sees the dad and he's like oh it's not what it looks like but it it's just wild <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> so, like, but yeah. Awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. So where is Justin Timberlake culturally? So he married Jessica Biel. Yes. Like I I just I, my memory of this time is just like he's the king. He's the he's king at this point. He's just like 
he's he proved himself in acting like social network he was critically acclaimed for that and then you know that you know like i was saying snl just like the cultural cachet like i think this is like when the third lonely island collaboration dropped like it was like right around that time too so everyone was so ex- i remember like watching that live and everyone just like started screaming when that third song came like the lady gaga collaboration they did like people were just like losing their minds and i was just like oh this is yeah like yeah so do you do you have any other memories of this time too yeah, I mean, I think he'd take, I mean, it was seven years between uh, Future Sex Love Sounds and this album. And so he specifically did take the time off to, like, focus on his acting career. Uh, and um, then he did Runner Runner, the Ben Affleck movie, and then decided he could come back to music, I think. <laughs> in time, also. <laughs> what if there's yes. a guy in time? But yeah, it had, it had been a long time. I mean, if you think about yeah. it, for like a pop artist between between albums and i guess i i could see why he would come back with like a double album mm-hmm. or like a two-part album um because it had been so long yeah i think that he um had been like kind of accumulating songs for a while too because he just didn't want to like do his music career but i think he had worked with timbaland on something in 2009 like a timbaland album and so um you know as part of that session i think mirrors came out of that writing session so he had been sitting on that song for several years i think um and then you know so he had been probably writing and accumulating things for a while before getting to this point yeah and i think i think like this album came out almost accidentally because i think like you said harper like he was definitely on into his acting bag and was somewhat away from music having conquered kind of the musical genre with with future sex love sounds like it was such a huge record that he kind of said all right i did that and I know that Timbaland was in the studio with Jay-Z around this time. And then I think through that Jay-Z Timbaland um, studio sessions came uh, Holy Grail, uh, which which Jay had and then was like, yo, Justin, jump on this track. And then Justin did what he did. And I think that also kind of blew into this, right? Whereas Timbaland and Timberlake were like, all right, let's just have some fun here. And and I think the length of the songs uh, showcased that, like kind of showcased that they were like, you know what, let's just see where we want to go with these with these sounds. Yeah. And then whenever we feel like it's done, it's done. And it might be eight minutes, it might be 10 minutes, it might be a whole hour, but let's just like, <laughs> fuck it, let's just have fun with it. And And I think you hear that, you hear some of that joy, some of that kind of playfulness in these tracks. And some of that um, uh, unintentional brilliance, unintentional brilliance in some of these tracks too. So he he he's he's just so good, and they're just so good together. Um, so in that era, it really showcased through this well through this album. So friendship yeah, is a theme yeah. for me. It's a big theme. Yeah. Speaking of uh, that particular collaboration, did you see Timbaland posted recently? It was he was like on FaceTime with Justin Timberlake and Nelly Furtado and they're working together again. No way. I'm so excited. I, I just, you know, I love Nelly Furtado so much and I love all that, like the stuff off of Loose, which mm-hmm. was definitely all three of them working together mm-hmm. a lot. is so good. Man Eater. It's just a classic. Like we just we just have to talk about Timbaland because it's like, yes, like that that whole group, right? It was like Timbaland, Missy, um, Aaliyah, rest in peace, you know, Justin, Nelly, like all of these Timbaland babe and Magoo, shout out to Magoo. If you're really old, you know Timbaland and Magoo. Um, 
uh, but with that whole like kind of tree of Timbaland babies and how they all like really got along and, and worked well together. And like that, that Nelly Timbaland Timberlake era was so fire. Like, like the club was so amazing when promiscuous girl dropped, you know, when that, when you heard that song, mm-hmm. like you just got so excited and so, I don't want to say so horny, but like just so um, motiv- motivated, like motivated to be like the coolest, funnest person around. Uh, that that was them. That was their sound. Just fun, awesome party music. Yeah. And like also like I would say like just an, an unintentional theme of this album is kind of like uh, Timberlake and Timbaland's. Like and also these other guys too, like Timbaland, but the, mainly those two. Like their blank check project. This is like the this is like Jordan Peele. You directed Get Out, then you directed Us, and now you get to have this big universal playground of you know, nope. You get to make whatever you want, and like it. That means making an eight minute song. That means just for your love, like a hundred for like a hundred hours. <laughs> like so, it's like it's it's also just like this like. I'm the Prince of Pop. I'm like the descendant of Michael Jackson, kind of. I am the guy uh, mm-hmm. right now, and I there's no there's nothing I could do wrong, and this will last forever. And <laughs> and then also, and then Jessica Biel is my princess. Like she is like the yeah. She is. I'm the king, and she's my queen, and I choose her, and I, we're gonna rise to the top, you know. And we're gonna make love and like kiss each other and get married and stuff too. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, she's the flavor of strawberry bubblegum. Mm. That song's so sexy. It's so <laughs> sexy. I love it. I love it. It's so erotic. Um, but yeah, like uh Harper, what do you what do you what do you make of the themes of this album? Um, yeah, I mean I think uh yeah, their relationship is a big one. Um I feel like it's pretty much all been said. Jonathan, did you have something? It sounded like you were gonna Oh yeah, no, I just wanted to agree about the about Timberland and that like oh, thanks. that so much of what makes a great Timberlake song, Justin Timberlake song is like the Timberland production. Like you think of like sexy back or whatever, like you're thinking of that riff you're thinking of. And like this, the whole, the it's, it's really is about like the whole entire sound of like how his voice and how the lyrics and all that kind of stuff fit into Timberland's like incredibly precise and like creative production. And also just like how distinct of a sound the two of them make because you can there's there's like obviously so many pop musicians but like jt's songs are like pretty a lot of them are very very singular to him um and i think a lot of that does have to do with timbaland so i think for me like the sound of this album 2020 experience like it's clear like he was trying to create more of like a warm sound they have like the brass instruments all that kind of stuff yeah compared with like the very like electronic heavy future sex love sounds where it's all this like synthesizer blasts whereas this is like they replace the synths with like the horns um but it still sounds like there's like that through line of like the r&b pop soul thing that justin timberlake does um yeah i mean i think it's like clear that there's like a real sonic evolution between 2006 and 2013 um and that's a tough thing to pull off i think Mm-hmm. Yeah, ma- maturity, maturity, right? Like, like it's a more mature sounding version of Future Sex Love Sounds. Like Future Sex, yeah, like like JT is in he's in a club, right? Like he's he's looking for love, and in this album, like he's found it. And that 2020, right? That that perfect vision when you find the one you love, it just makes things so clear. And there's a there's a clarity to the sound of the music that isn't always present in Timbaland's 
discography or, or production. But with this, it's very clear, right? And yeah. and you're like you said, Jonathan, like the the horns substituting or replacing the synths is him again growing up, right? Like my my yeah. parents would go and listen to you know uh, live music, whereas I listen to um, digital music. You know, this is like live music. So it's real soul music, right? Like it's music for the soul when you've, when you found the person you want to, you know, want to bang all the time. Oh. <laughs> that's, not, that's not it. That's not it. No, I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what it is in this album. Like Dress On, I know that's a bonus track, but like, you know, that one's all about like, I'm so in love with you that all I want to do is like, fuck you all the time when we're, yeah. you know, we're in public together. That's all I can think about. You know, so that's what it is about. There's very much like a, you know, yeah, I'm at the concert. I'm like headlining Vegas, blah, 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 blah. But I, what I really want to do is go back home to my wife to kiss, make love to her. Mm-hmm. Jessica Biel from Seventh Heaven. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> which to be fair is a very, you know, you know, it sounds nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like a good thing to do. Spend your time doing <laughs> If you're him, you know. I, <laughs> I actually don't know this about them. Do you think they met because of um, Valentine's Day? That movie Valentine's Day? Because doesn't she play? Um, she plays Seth Meyers. Taylor wife. and Taylor Lautner did. Yeah, <laughs> like, Taylor and Taylor. Oh, that was just like a bubbling hot pot of love. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah. It seems. You know possible. what? I hope so, though. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but they're also like I think they're like both kind of child stars too. Like they're kind yeah, of like they've been around been, the same yeah Hollywood circles. Valentine's Day was filmed at my high school, and wow. Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner were like walking around campus, and Aww. you had to like take the long way to get to class because they're like can't get close. And that was that. That's that's my only connection to Valentine's Day. I think I saw it. I don't I don't really remember it that well. But <laughs> hey, that's more of a connection than a lot of people. So you yeah. you did great. There was a lot of stuff that was filmed at my high school so um what else was filmed at your high school pineapple express wow no way um yeah the scenes in like the uh in the hallway in the, like, in, in the, the school hallway yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and um uh there's a uh there's a sitcom long-running sitcom i don't remember Friends. which seventh heaven um, <laughs> no more um it's always sunny no no yeah Glorious. it's always sunny was oh i oh, didn't wow. meet them yeah no, um, there was a show that was Parenthood was the Parenthood, yeah. yes, yeah, I think so, yeah, that was yeah, that, that was, was the like, exterior, they were there. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the so exterior of, of most high schools that you see on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds cool until you realize like they can't update the main building and put AC in because it'll mess <laughs> with the aesthetic. So in the middle of you know April or whatever, it's like sizzling hot. And you're like, well, at least someone's getting paid for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least like uh, Seth Rogen gets to have a cool exterior shot. So, anyways, like, <laughs> let's. Um, uh. What else? What else is there? Is there anything else? Um, uh, I guess if we're talking about his acting career as well, I did miss. He was in a Disney Channel original movie, I think, called Model Behavior, which was kind of like Whoa. a Prince and the Popper story about like these two girls that look the same and one of them's normal and one of them's a celebrity. And the celebrity one is dating Justin Timberlake, who's playing like a version of himself. Um, oh. What year is this? Oh, it's got to be like 2000, 2001, like very early. Um, okay. He had like the curly short hair. Ramen you know, top. Yeah. 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 Um, Ramen yeah, top. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's also like him growing out of that phase. It's just like, mm-hmm. like you're you're a child. Like that 
age he's like a child and uh, now he's like kind of like a, he's got that he looks so good at this era and then now he's like kind of like you know yeah i do the troll soundtrack and i did supply i did that <laughs> like and it's like what are you doing like i liked i i think of that era i don't listen to that whole the man on the wild album whatever but like i it's like when he's kind of like in his like country bag, just like that feels more appropriate for what he's doing. Like when he's like sitting on the couch, looking at all the TVs of Me Too era stuff. Like that's like, <laughs> like I'm not like, I don't know about this, buddy. <laughs> I will say I do like supplies. <laughs> but it feels like this is like just like, oh, the Justin Timberlake fruit is ripe. And now it's kind of, it's mm-hmm. going to sour over time with just like the negative, you know, like, hey, that was kind of problematic when you did that or like when you did this. And mm-hmm. then also, you know, the music is kind of getting like, can't stop the free nerd. Like kind of like, it's just like a little more, a little staler, but it's still like good and whatever. Yeah, I, I, I got to say, I love Trolls. I watched it. I oh, cried. Yeah. I was so moved by it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching it home alone by myself, and I just really loved it. I thought that he and Anna Kendrick did a great job doing exactly what they were asked to do in that movie, and I do enjoy that song. Um, I don't think Trolls... Are you excited for Trolls? Uh, I will see Trolls 3. Trolls 2 is World Tour, I think, and I did yeah, watch Trolls that Yeah, Trolls 2 one. is World Tour, buddy. My <laughs> <laughs> bad. I didn't think it was as good as the first one, but some people like it more because it's got more diversity in Trolls. It's like a real Godfather 1, Godfather 2 situation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I, in that movie, I do remember when Brash, like Justin Timberlake, plays a character called Brash. Is his name? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he says like Cassine killed my grandfather or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he delivered that line in that way. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's a very but, yeah, intense like, troll. I I think he's miscast in that movie. Like, not to get on a whole torture, like, but like, I don't know. I don't think he could He'd do like cynical, Chris, like Chris Pratt as Brand. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> um, okay, so that's themes. Um, let's uh, move on to highlights and lowlights. Rafters break. Click. Push your love. Okay, welcome back. Uh, to this episode of uh, Justin Timberlake's uh, The 2020 Experience. He should have changed it to 2020 Experience. <laughs> cleaner. <the> yeah. <laughs> okay, so like, let's, um, let's talk about... What do you want to talk about first? Highlights or lowlights? Highlights. All right. Highlights. Uh, John, Jonathan, what's up? <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. Jonathan, what's a highlight for you? I mean... Mirrors, obviously. I'm going to say suit and tie as well. I think the singles are really strong. Uh, Push for Love Girl, I think, is a great opener to the album. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, those. I think those are great place to start. I will say, I think that the Jay-Z verse takes me out of it a little bit. And I do love the dynamic between Jay-Z and... Um, Justin and Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Yeah, the other guy. <laughs> but I think... There was some some I I'm not I look back on it I'm like I'm not I'm not totally sure on what Jay Z was doing at this time you know what I mean like I feel like it was it was a little bit part of it is it seems to be his wilderness period where he's like kind of like post Watch the Throne he's like and then like pre the Beyonce blow up thing so it's just like kind of like oh what do I do <laughs> like a little bit um, and then it's also like. Um, 
I feel like Justin Timberlake isn't like he's kind of like he's coming back. So like he's coming back after six years. So I'm going to get David Fincher, you know, like one of the best directors in the world. And then I'm going to get Jay-Z. And that's the flex. Like, that's just like, hey. Yeah. 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 And he says, get out of your seat, Hove, which is like an insane thing to say to (laughs) (laughs) Jay-Z. And Jay-Z just does it. He gets up and he starts rapping. That's crazy. I do feel like Holy Grail is way better, like a way better collaboration Mm -hmm. between the two. So, yeah. Um, And that's it's interesting to think about. Like, I hadn't really thought about it until like listening re-listening to this album but like how much their careers like kind of were moving in sync at this time in sync oh. <laughs> um, because like uh you know magna carta was 2013 as well mm-hmm. and then it had been a few years since he had had a soul i mean there was watch the throne obviously but it was a few years since he had had a solo album as well i mean it was just kind of interesting to see and then 444 was 2017 and then when was Man, Man in the, in the Woods? Woods. Was that 2016? Right? Um, I don't know. Uh, 2018. Maybe 19. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2018. I have it on Spotify. So February 2018. And then. Uh, this ain't the clean was... version. <laughs> you can tell I just like watched a <laughs> bunch of like. 2017. <laughs> like of his new singles. Like right before this. I'm just going to say I'm fake. So real. <laughs> so good. <laughs> what a great song <laughs> like, um yeah like what do you what do you get let's start with student tie what, that's like the first one like what do you what do you folks think of that yeah one? i think it's fun i um it's it's i think it like presents the vibe that justin timberlake wants you to get from this album right it's like i'm in my student tie like i'm I'm out here. I'm putting on a show for you. We're going to have a good time tonight. Like, I think that's what he's presenting with that song. I think it, and he does it well, I think. I just want to say about like the live show, like we watched the concert movie last night and we also did, of course, see the concert in 2014. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I think that it's a lot of the stuff on this album, including suit and tie is really suited for like a fun live, like dance performance alongside it. Um, mm. so I think that was probably like it had to be part of what he was thinking about here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it's fun that you say that because again, with, with Jay-Z's, uh, blueprint three in 2009, like he, his life, his life show was very much focused on, Hey, let's bring out the band. Let's have the band be part of the experience and, and really spotlight their musicality. And it feels like with this song and, and this album, like Justin was doing some similar things where he's like, you know, for my live show, I don't want it to just be like a CD being played. I really want the band. I forgot which song where it's like uh, Justin Timberlake and the whatever the band, that girl, the Tennessee. Yeah. Yes. Like, like yeah. it's like, it's really try to spotlight that band, that sound. And I, I love Sue and Ty. I think that re-listening to it, uh, Jonathan, you're right. Like that J verse sounds Almost like Jay said, man, you killed Holy Grail. Fine, I'll I'll do you a solid and I'll appear in your album just to give you that look. But it it was la- it's lazy Jay, you know. And and Jay Z mm-hmm. after he retired retired, he had this stretch of like lazy Jay verses where he's just kind of like, I'm so good, I just don't need to try. And this sounds like he wasn't trying at all. And then, and the way they chopped and screwed it also throws you off because it's so like, like, I can't wait to get you on the floor. And you're just like, almost like jazzy, like very like um, Broadway, 
yeah, and then yeah, yeah. got your seat home everything just slows down yeah. and it kind of kills your clunk, clunk. Yeah, yeah it's it's very clunky sounding right so it throws you off a bit but it was so cool to hear the two of them together um yeah. and see the performing and stuff so for that reason it's still a classic uh, uh harper what's the highlight for you like yeah i mean i gotta say jonathan already said mirrors we haven't really gotten into that one yet about it anymore because he said it so. um, okay. <laughs> like, well uh luckily i like almost every song on this now. album um no yeah mirrors is so good my notes are just like i wrote the lyrics out in all caps because that's like how i feel about the song when i hear it it's like that it's just time to scream all the words to the song um it it's so good the opening is so big i mean the opening on a lot of songs in this album is real are really big because i think that i read like this quote from justin Timberlake where he was like if queen can do a 10 minute song why can't i ah, <laughs> so well, and watch me do it like 10 yeah. times in a row you know? yeah. yes that was his main goal on this album was make a lot of really long songs but um no but i mean the opening is so good and the it's just it's like crazy romantic this song you know and i feel like it kind of gets some flack sometimes for being like a a self-centered perspective of love right because it's like it's like you're my mirror like reflecting me but it's actually like i don't think it's really like that i think it's more like you know we are from the same thing and so we like suit each other missing pieces all that good stuff so you know i i i think it's very romantic and i just like it a lot and of course i have a personal attachment to the song so uh yeah mirrors is probably my number one it's a little bit of a low light for me only because no no, i'll tell you why i'll tell why it's because the the radio edit doesn't include that kind of three minute uh breakdown at the end Uh-oh. which I, for me for me it takes that song from like a 10 to 100 every time i hear that that part and to hear him croon a bit and timbaland doing that you are you it's just yeah that part is so that, good yes that and makes like, me melt when he's like you are the inspiration for this precious song. It's so yeah, good. Uh, yeah. uh, the love yeah. of my life. It's, I like, and I like how so it like it cha- like it morphs to like a Stevie Wonder like vocoded just like noise that kind of like BB-8, like how like Bill Hader and Ben Schwartz kind of like said things and then they change it into like BB-8 noises. It feels like like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, to the point of the collaboration between Justin Timberlake and Timbaland, like, this is one where it feels like a real collaboration and, like, they're doing yeah. something new together, right? Like, it's still got that feeling of both of them, but it feels like they are forming something new. Whereas, like, there are about, like, three or four tracks on this album where my first note was, this is so Timbaland. And I feel like for those ones, they weren't pushing it forward, right? Like, mm-hmm. they were doing something that they had done and they were doing it well, but it had been yeah. done. And with this yes. one, though, I do feel like they're doing something new. Yes, and this is why I'm like, it's a bit of a low light that the radio, like traditional radio, didn't allow the space for that eight minute version because you really feel it. Like you feel how big it is. And it's just like a mirror, right? Like in a mirror, you can stand really close and it feels like it's everything is so, you know, magnified. And then you could stand further away and you see things that you maybe didn't notice. And when you look at your person, that same thing happens, right? Like when you're so close and intimate, there's like this almost like a breakage of vulnerability. And then when you're staying away from that person, there's almost like this, like there's a a security blanket in being uh, unnoticed because you could then really take the time to like watch and see your person be themselves and giving the space in this song to do that, I think 
makes it so big every time. Like of all the tracks from this album, I think this is the one song that listened to it 10 years later still sounds fresh. Yeah. Everything else kind of mm-hmm. sounds like, okay, I get it. But this, every time I, I hear it, it just, it feels, it makes me feel. Absolutely. My take on that song is it's kind of the inverse of, we talked about love on top and it's kind of the inverse of that where Beyonce's like, finally you put my love on top after all this hard work I did, you know, to make you see it. And then this song is like, you've always been there. You've always been that. And it's like, kind of like, Oh, like now I can like, kind of like, ascend to this level like just personally interpersonally and then personally my career and stuff like that is so and like the line like i think a low light for this album is sometimes the lyricism but Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. um but the line uh let me pull it up real quickly um the vacancy that sat in my heart is a space that now you hold like mm. sat the choice of, of sat makes that lyric from good to great like th- just like you know the vacancy that's in my heart is like not as good as like that sat in my heart it's just like s- sitting there like hove was sitting before we <laughs> recorded that verse you know? get out to see hove yeah <laughs> get out to see vacancy <laughs> like, uh stanley what's a little uh, highlight i mean well let's 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 finish the jonathan like trio with push your love girl like push a love girl is a perfect perfect intro to an album it's exactly what you want to hear as a non-drug user it makes you want to do drugs um (laughs) just so i can i can feel that love (laughs) yeah i'm actually i'm actually pretty high right now no i'm kidding i shouldn't make that joke um, yeah, so it's a it's a really great opening to the album, and it's and it's reestablishing the sound, the Timbaland yeah, Timbaland yeah. sound. They establish yeah. that right the strings, away with that track. Yes, the str- like the combination of the highbrow and the hip hop and the R and B and all is like yeah. And it's almost like a, a revealing again the Broadway idea. It's almost like the they're mm-hmm. on stage and then the curtains open to that. Like I'm off of team. And then he breaks right, down. Right, right, right. He does and like cool just like, like dance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we are back. The music, the sound, the guy, the artist is back. And let's get into it. You know? So yeah. great, great intro. I think it's interesting that you're saying Broadway so much about this album because um, that's the same word that you used for Usher when we were talking about that album. Yes. And when we were watching that concert last night, the Justin Timberlake concert last night. Yeah, a lot of parallels. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was reminded so much of Usher's performance in, in that mm-hmm. live for, in mm-hmm. live, that concert too. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there there's, there's a lot of overlap between Justin Timberlake and Usher and what they're doing and their vibes and all that. Mm-hmm. Usher, yeah, I mean, I Usher Lake? <laughs> I think it's hard to think of like a lot of other male pop stars who like they have that kind of like I'm sexy thing, you know, they do the dancing, they do the falsetto. Like there's like a lot of specific things that they do that are maybe not as in vogue anymore, and maybe not as necessary for like a who's, male pop who's star a guy like, to like who who does this now? Like is there anyone Usher. who does this? Usher. Usher. I, I guess like Usher, but like, yeah, he's like, yeah. 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 Like, cause I, to me, to me, I think of like, I think of like Harry Styles as the kind of like, mm. you know, oh. Justin Timberlake set the mold. Does he dance? Well, yeah, exactly. Like Justin Timberlake set this mold for like a, a boy band member to become an independent oh, yeah, pop star. Yeah, yeah. And it's really interesting to see like where Harry Styles like took, took it in a different direction in terms of like, he leaned way more into this like seventies, 
I look like Mick Jagger. I wear wide pants, like kind of vibe compared with Justin Timberlake, who's like, you know, got the Tom Ford suits, like all really, yeah. you know, the, just the, the different ways they've taken like their obvious good looks um, and put them in like sonically totally different directions of like the, you know, blue eyed soul thing versus the, you know, I mean, the first, like the, my f- introduction to Harry Styles was really like the, um, uh, sign of the times, which is like, this kind of like a rock song. And I guess you could almost see like a parallel to like Prince of like Prince being straddling both sides of like, he's very soulful, all that kind of stuff, but he's also like this guitar God. And it's interesting. I guess you could kind of say like, you know, just remember like took the soul side of it. Um, and Harry Styles maybe took more of that guitar sound yeah um for his at harry, least at least his earlier stuff harry styles took a lot of david bowie too like it's like um but yeah it's like um i i like the only low light about like push your love and like this comes at like i like the long songs first of all like i like how long the songs are um but like sometimes it's it reminds me of that john mulaney joke where he's like you know, when he plays like uh, the what's new pussycat over and over, like in the diner oh, and, he, uh-huh. and that, that joke where he's like, you know, there's like a dip in the middle, like, Hey, November rain's over. No, it's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like There's, there's yeah. that. And then also like, Hey, what's new pussycat is a lot longer than I thought it was. <laughs> like, it's kind of <laughs> like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, like sometimes the songs last like one minute too long, I think. Um, like that spaceship song does a little bit. I think that's one minute too long. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like, I don't like the, I think his lyricism is like kind of weaker on this song. It's just like uh, the metaphor is very, obviously that's not the point of the song. The point of the song is like, I'm sexy. I'm cool. I love Jessica Biel. Like, (laughs) it's kind of like the metaphor is like, you know, you're my drug dealer, but you're also drugs, but I'm drugs too. But also the love you give is drugs. Like it's like, and then I'm going to do a rap yeah. about drugs. All the drug references I know. It's like kind of like that. And it's not the point of the song. The point of the song is blah, 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 for your love. Like, and then just push your love. That's the point of the song. It's not, that's not really. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the lyrics are almost no, like the metaphor kind of, is definitely yeah. mixed and it does sound like it was written by someone who like has never done drugs before. <laughs> like, it sounds a little bit like, like oh, what's a cool... <laughs> yeah, he just like he just like lists off random drugs. Um hey, so, yeah, it definitely does. I, I totally know what you mean by that. Yeah. It is yeah. a bit of a mixed metaphor. And then just like the trivialization of it, like, you know, using the word junkie and stuff like that. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a little like bucks against me a little bit, but I still think the song's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, another highlights. I really like, um, I go with like tunnel vision. Like that's, that song is like the Timbaland, like just knocking that I love. And like, there's like this story where like, uh, Kanye, when he made graduate graduation and like, uh, the, uh, what's called stronger. Like he mixed that song like 50 times. He tried to perfect it. It wasn't right. And he tried to get Pharrell in there to like fix it. He couldn't do it. And then he brought in like, uh, Timbaland and Timbaland fixed it in five minutes. And then the rest of the session bragged about how he was the only <laughs> one who could fix it. <laughs> like that's it. Like, and just like that, it, it also like remind, like structurally kind of reminds like this whole album generally reminds me of 
Inception, like how mm-hmm. the first two thirds of that movie is explaining the rules of just like, okay, a dream works this way. Then you got the, the kick, blah, blah, blah. So that the last third of the, the last third of the uh, movie is just like silence. And like, it's a, it plays out like a silent movie. Cause you understand the ru- rules and it's like so fun. Like it feels that way. with just like, you know, like I kind of like, am like kind of bogged down initially with all like the things he's throwing at you. And then when the last like third of the out, the song, when he just lets the music play, I'm like so into it. And like when he does like that, the, the heavy synth and like when an element comes back, I'm like, Whoa, shit, I remember that. It, it, it feels like that. So mm-hmm. man, that movie thing. And now, now I, I, I just thought of uh, Batman versus Superman, the extended version where I think this album is like that because that movie is so good until it's not. And when it's not, it really isn't good. And they kind of like, <laughs> they build up this amazing kind of matchup. And then it came down to a single word, like for that to be the reason why Batman doesn't kill Superman in some ways, like there are some moments in this album. And I think tunnel vision, like, like kind of has that where it, it is almost, it's almost too, re- not, re- I don't want to say repetitive, but it's almost like, okay, we, we kind of get it. And then, we don't get a big pay. I don't, I didn't get the big payoff off of this song that I, that I wanted. So I, I like it. I don't love it. I like it. Yeah. I feel like it could have just used like the slightest bit of editing. Like I do, I, I do enjoy all the long songs, but um, the only thing that like the, the one thing that really stood out to me was I really like the part where it's like, I know you like it. Like that part repeated mm. is I so, like. yeah. I know you like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that part repeated is so fun to me, but then there's another part repeated. That's like zoom, 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 where I was like, I don't really need this oh. part. Like I know that mm. the whole point <laughs> is like, you know, he has a camera, it's tunnel vision on her. I understand how it's connected, but you know, it's, uh, I, I found that to be like less, um, I don't know, like not as strong as the, I know you like it repeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like a, a, a benefit of the long songs is like, if there's a part you don't like, then it'll be over soon. And then you'll get to like, listen to a yeah. different part of the song, you know? Yeah, and, like, and also Tim Lincoln show off a bit too, right? Because it's there's so many beat switches on this album. Like, I, I, like my my favorite song is Strawberry Bubblegum. I, I love, 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 love the song. So sexy. It's just yeah, it is so it is so sexy, and then it becomes like at the end it's like playful, and I love the callback to Dirty Pop on it. Like I love you, Tim. Make it pop. Like it just. It's just like, I think it's a really fun kind of wink to the audience. I think there's a lot of winking that's happening on this record. And sometimes the wink is so obvious that you're like, I don't need the wink. Like the zoom, yeah. zoom, zoom, right? It's like, they're like winking at you, like, get it, get it. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, we, yeah. we get it, bro. Like, like we're not, we're not a dumb audience. Um, <laughs> but Strawberry Bubblegum, it's like the best kind of winking. It's kind of like, yes, I want to be on the joke. And you made this really sexy song. And then once it's done, it's like, all right, let's have fun again. You know, so that for me is like top tier Timberlake. It's winky that it's sexy, but it's not like explicit. It's not yes. like kind of like gross, like how some songs can be sometimes. Yeah. And like the, the line of what's it called? Like uh, ain't nothing really but clothes clothes in the way. Just like after I break you down my fingers, like ooh, it's just like it's really like evocative <laughs> and like. Sorry to make the audience and the the co-host horny like on main. But there's also like a real sweetness that I really like about it too. Like strawberry bubblegum. Like it's like um, it's almost like uh, 
brash and princess poppy <laughs> just like together <laughs> i don't know i i also really like the line like so you tell me you want to get close somewhere very far away like that's really really sexy don't hold the wall another highlight for me is is mm. that track yeah because it's like for me that was like, michael jackson yeah yes yes shout out r.i.p yeah he says thriller yeah in the, one yeah. the other song and and it's this is timbaland like this is like the timbo uh the the sound is so precisely him on this track like i uh, harper you you wrote that down too yeah right? that like, was my top note yeah yeah i said this one is so timbaland and, and i i think this one's like a sleeper hit like it doesn't seem it doesn't like you know come out at you as much as like you know push your love girl or suit and tie which both have like those huge openings but like this one is like 2006 loose future sex love sounds like i'm in the club and like especially he's like take you to the light it's dark in the back you started moving you put an arch in your back it's like that's so yeah it's like this is the so same good. club that they were in seven years ago you know <laughs> it's, it's so good and they're seven years sure. older <laughs> they never left <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but remember on the on the usher episode i was talking about when i used to go to clubs like i didn't want to be just watching i like being like on the dance floor dance this is exactly it like don't hold the wall like that's not the point you're not supposed to go to the bar just stand there and watch i don't like being here yeah and be like so upset that you're at a bar you chose to be at don't hold that wall like dance and that this song is just for me it's like very nostalgic in that way because that was a mission the mission was to go and dance and sweat for two and a half hours and then see what happens you know so, it also yes. rem- reminds me of like Bat Dance of like, you know, 2013 Bat Dance where, you know, speaking of Batman, like it's like kind of like the the samples and just like the like kind of the the repeated samples over and over again. It's like there's a playfulness to it. It's really, really great. Yeah. Uh, John, did you have another hi- highlight you want to knock, knock out? Um, I think that well, one song that's interesting, I think, is "Blue Ocean Four, which is the closer of the album, which is very different from like everything else on the album. I think it works as like a closer, um, but it's like a totally, it's like a total like left turn, not even like a pop song. No drums really. on it, yeah, like mm. yeah, just like a floating kind of ballad. Um, I think it works. I think it's interesting. Um, but it's definitely like a different, different left turn for him. I, I think it like works as a, and I, I, you can't just end on mirrors. You gotta like just like ease people out of it a little bit. Um, and then mm-hmm. I like, I like how the second half of the album is like Justin the crooner, Justin the vocalist, mm-hmm. where a lot of the early songs are kind of like Justin. Obviously, is a great singer. He has that cool falsetto and whatever. But it's like um, Timbaland kind of like chops it up and kind of like makes it part, makes it another instruments where something like that girl and this song is like very much like the vocals are in the front the vocals are the that's the attraction of the the, the song mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense thank you for i'm glad my <laughs> sentence made sense so like that's that's my express <laughs> aim on a podcast where i communicate so <laughs> i appreciate it it's it's rare we gotta celebrate it you know <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 shots fired. Oh. Shots fired. I feel bad. <laughs> um, speaking of, I love that girl. I think that song's so good. Like, just like 
the idea that Mr. Sexy back himself is infatuated with one person. Like you're the, this is the only, like that power and that like verve and vigor and stuff like that is directed at one person who likes him back is like very sweet. So I I also like, it, it does include like one of my fantasies in life in general of just like, you know, showing up to perform and doing that false modesty thing of like, Hey, I'm Justin Timberlake. Oh, I hope I got to play a song. I hope you like it. One, two, three, four. And then like killing it. Like right after (laughs) (laughs) Like that's like one of my fantasies in life and like false modesty instead of actual modesty, you know, like, uh, let's go through lowlights. Uh, or does anyone else have any other highlights they want to bring out? I mean, Spaceship Coop, I gotta say, I love that song. I know it's so dumb, but I loved it. Uh, yeah. It's because, and this is the one that I was saying reminds me of Digital Get Down, the NSYNC song, because that one's like about, you know, Digital Get Down is about Skyping before Skype existed. <laughs> you know, they were like, you could be 20,000 miles away, but baby, baby, you know, we're going to have Skype sex. Um, but uh, this one is also like a space romance, you know, and I feel like that's. I it's impossible for me not to connect the two songs and that's one of my favorite NSYNC songs which makes this special for me um but yeah I do think it's funny that they're gonna um have sex on the moon with the top down of this of the space <laughs> scoop. uh but um you know Jonathan reminded me I shouldn't overthink it too much yeah. <laughs> it is very much like don't overthink it don't overthink yeah. these lyrics these lyrics are very much first draft just like, uh, uh, you know, uh, everything, everyone's looking for a fly thing to say, but I want to fly away with you. Like, kind of just like, that's like the first thought that comes. Like, it's probably not sexy to introduce like lore into your <laughs> song, you know, sci fi lore. Like, you know, the Blibbity Blorbians, like, you know, like conquered this planet. It's like, it's like, okay, like, I want to doink. I want to have sex. Like, I don't want to think about this. <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah I sure. think as we learn maybe with Man of the Woods, like maybe a concept album is not something that just of his many talents, a concept album mm-hmm. might not be uh, in his in his repertoire. I don't like the sneeze orgasm. What do you mean yeah. by sneeze orgasm? Is that the part where he goes? The, the, <laughs> no, no, that, that that's cool. Like the the sample, like the uh, 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 like that is so <laughs> it's so distracting. It's like it's not in the back. It's like it's like the focal point of the song. It's like is it's very distracting. And it's like I think the is like way sexier than that. Like in my opinion, I just want to quickly mention uh, from th- that girl. I, I I like that it's that girl, and we all know who that girl is. It's like he doesn't need to be. St- to be explicit because it's it's already obviously we know it's Jessica Biel but is there something really cool about him like being at a show and he's pointing to that girl and it's like everyone's hoping that it's them but they all know it's Jessica Biel yeah there, there's something really <laughs> again there's something really like sexy and cool and like like it's not like asshole-ish because because it's Jessica Biel you know like <laughs> So, so it almost, almost makes it okay that you're losing the guy that you are fantasizing about to, yeah, yeah. to someone who's like an equally talented and attractive person. It, there, there's like a, there's a, there's a comfort to that. So I, I think I like that playfulness in the song. Because it's like one of the, th- the appeals of a boy band is you kind of can imagine that one being your boyfriend, you know, yes. it's like, then it's kind of like, well, no, she's actually with like the star of, you know, um, uh, 
Jessica Biel, IMDb. Seventh uh, Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Besides that, I was trying to think of another one. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, she's Nothing in The Sinner. Oh, okay. So, that's right. Sinner, uh, Chainsaw Massacre, Total Recall. That's pretty cool. Uh, the Oh, the remake. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I, I speaking of her. the original Total Recall. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> speaking of her credits, though, I wonder if... It, and in the song when he says like I don't care if she's from the wrong side of the tracks does that mean that because she's a TV actor instead of a film oh. actor oh. <laughs> oh. oh you know what I really like her in is her appearance I really like her appearances on Bojack where she plays herself and she plays like a heightened version of herself and like she like leaves Mr. the one of the characters Mr. Peanut Butter and is like cry me a river I met this guy Justin you know it's like that's really funny, funny. that's, that's funny. funny I honestly know Almost nothing about Jessica Biel, so I I can't. Well, we we said. I mean, all, I, yeah, I don't <laughs> like all the things she's yeah. in. I guess all, I guess all I need to know is you know that she's uh, a truth about yeah. Emmanuel. She plays Linda. Yeah, she's that girl playing for keeps. That's what it is. She plays Stacy Dreyer. <laughs> okay, so that's enough. Okay, so like <laughs> we all know her favorite that famous character, Stacy Dreyer. Of course, <laughs> Marty McFly, Stacy Dreyer. You know? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Justin, if you're listening to this. Like, we're dissing your wife. Um, so uh, we're also paying her compliments. I think she's great. Um, so, any lowlights from this album? Body count. I didn't listen to it. Like, I just didn't yeah. check out the last two tracks. I think it feels like pretty classic, Justin, but it doesn't feel like it belongs on this album, which I think is why it's a bonus track. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like it's. Yeah, I didn't a, listen to the deluxe ones. It's a true bonus track. Yeah, except it's just like a pointless. It's so it's so pointless. Like, like I don't. I, I get it. Like, obviously, you know, you throw things in there and see what people think. But like, it's just not. Doesn't add anything to the theme. It doesn't add anything to the to the sound, and it ages horribly. Like, it just doesn't sound fun. It sounds like messy. It sounds really messy. Like like a body count. A body count could be messy. Like a too, body I guess, count. But. I, I said all my lowlights kind of dr- couched in my highlights. So has anyone else have any l- lowlights? Oh, I have to, I'm sorry, go back and do one more highlight. Uh, and then oh. we would have said all of the songs, I think, on the album. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Let the Groove Get In, I yeah. I love that song so much. I don't think it's a song for like listening to in the same way as a lot of other songs on this album, right? Like It's not about the lyrics at all. It's not really like changing a whole lot. But I think it's so much fun. Right. Like it's it's a song to like play at a wedding reception, you know, for people to like get out there and dance and have a good time. Like, I think it's like such a mood song and I really appreciate it for that. I totally agree with that. That visual Harper of like, you know, the DJ is like, all right, we play the songs we were supposed to play. Now let's get this party started. And this song drops. You got the circle going. People are going in the middle, doing their dance moves like it's just a fun and you don't feel like you need to impress in this song. You can actually let loose and just be yourself uh, yeah. because it's uh, it's all about the groove. Like it really mm-hmm. is a fun, groovy. Are you comfortable? And, yes. Yes. Are I'm you comfortable? comfortable? Right there. Right there. Yeah. It's so fun. And you could do this. I feel like you could do like a conga line to this because it, yes. it does this movement uh, for yes. the listener at home. I'm doing a left to right thing. But I mean, I feel like it's, <laughs> it's such a good song. Yeah. And it's one of the songs I think the the repetitiveness and the length doesn't bother me at all yeah. because of the intention of the, of the song. Right. It's meant to be repetitive, simple, and allow you to just have a good time with it. Whereas other tracks, it just, 
it just repeats too much for me. That's my low light. It's the repetitiveness throughout this album. And sometimes it's as if they like they finished the, the song and they both left the studio, but they kept the song playing and totally forgot about it. And then when they put the album together, like, oh, oh like, like, shit, it's long, but whatever. It's already there. It's already recorded. It's printed out, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. that kind of mistake. But with this song, it's not a mistake. It's very intentional and it works. Yeah. Like it's um, it feels like the end act of like the the musical, like, you know, the end of the first act where you got to like, do like a big dance number with all the characters and stuff like that, like in the Heights or something like that, like kind of like mm-hmm. that. Mm hmm. Uh, any low lies, straight observations, anything like that? Any trolls world tour thoughts they want to get out there? <laughs> I mean, I think we do have to touch on, and it wasn't part of the homework, but this the part oh. two 2020 experience, part two. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> no, no, we don't. Yeah. I'm down is there anything? Is it worth listening to at all? Like, um, is it not? Is it just not good? Like, it has some. It has some all right songs on it. I think it's. It's yeah. I mean, it is nowhere near the level of part one. Um, it's, it's like you it's know, it's like he was going to like he was trying to make like a darker, like the yeah darker version of this one, which is like sort of like a daylight night vision <laughs> kind of vibe. Um, but I yeah, I think the like songwriting is not as strong. I think yeah, and it, it's the part that fails in this concept album, right? The twenty twenty vision, ten and ten. It, it was a really cool idea. Like, hey, I've been away for so long. Here's all this good music, but he only had like maybe a total of twelve really good records that he could have just put into one album. But instead, he stuck to the concept and it made it for <laughs> one really bad second half uh, and one really strong first half. So it's like I'm glad we didn't do it because. That would have been like low light central for me, at least. Right. Low light central. I also just like I remember like no cultural impact with that that no. side either. Yeah, just like nothing. Like no, like no memory of the music videos. Nothing like just like oh Drake is here. You know, like nothing like that at all. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I remember really wanting to like it. You know, because like the it had been such a high high with part one. And you know, like you wanted to keep, you know, yeah. the, the the Jonathan and Hartford like yeah. shit going on. And they're <laughs> like, like, well, I guess this is it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's. Uh, Andrew's so tired of us. <laughs> <laughs> let's get through final thoughts and ratings. The race works. We'll rate the album out of ten. With a fun metric at the end. Uh, let's. Uh, who wants to go first? I can start and then we'll let the love birds wrap it up. Uh, I, I I think it's a good album. I think it's really, really fun to hear the music, to hear Timberlake and Timbaland together. Uh, I, I think the length was um, necessary at times, uh, not so much at others, but overall a really solid listen. I, I now have this metric where it's like, am I going to re-listen to this album more than I listened to Boy Genius? I can't say <laughs> I will. <laughs> Because Boy Genius is for me the golden standard of this whole experience, um, so I will I it will not replace Boy Genius, but it might give me a little bit of a kind of a washroom break here or there. So for that reason, I'll give it seven point five. I want it that ways out of ten. No, too soon. Rude. Too soon. Yeah. Too I'm soon. Gonna, okay. 
<laughs> I'm gonna listen to this exclusively on my bathroom breaks. Like this is my bathroom. Don't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hold the wall, especially. What? That makes no sense. Yeah, yes. Yeah, like, I play aloud during my eight hour, eight minute sesh. <laughs> push, push your love. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um. So. I think it's good. I I I I I'm I'm happy that it holds up from when I first heard this. Um and I ha- I'm happy that it feels so alive and so punchy and so um it doesn't feel like just capturing a moment like of just like 2013. Like this is this remember when this guy was big? It feels like a more timeless thing and it feels like an a great artist working at his peak power and um a great collaboration album between, you know, Timberland, Timberlake, and then also some really profound moments too, some really romantic and sexy moments and songs. It's really, it blends those two like romantic and sexy really well. Like it's like, because it's sometimes like, sometimes you get one and not the other. Um, so I'm going to give this, um, uh, Oh, I always forget about this. Like, even though I invented this, like, no, I didn't invent it. I stole it from Gilmore guys. Okay. Um, We've all like, stolen things from Gilmore guys. <laughs> you, you sampled it. You sampled it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I almost like pulled a Shia LaBeouf and said like, yeah, it's mine. <laughs> like, it's my idea to rate things out of 10. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Take that, Kevin. We'll never have him on the show again. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to give this like, uh, I'm going to give this eight vacancies that sat in my heart. Um, so. Okay. I'll go. I uh, love this album. You know, we, we've already kind of gotten into the personal history. And I also think all the songs are like, I mean, I listed, you know, seven songs as highlights. So, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a good album to me, even though the songs are long and there's a lot of them uh, clocking in at like eight plus minutes. But um, yeah, I really enjoy it. And I'm going to give it nine uh, out of ten. Uh, oh, I had something. Shoot. This is such a this is the my favorite part of the show. <laughs> like when I do it and when other people do it. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give it nine out of 10 uh, arches in your back. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, so I am going to agree with some of the criticisms in terms of like the actual lyricism and the, um, some of the run times of the songs, like they don't all make full use of every minute that they have in there. Um, but overall, it's I think sonically what was going on was just so interesting and unique, um, and I do think that Timberlake was definitely at the top of his like vocal game, um, and just like his the way he switches from you know fast to slow to fast to slow. Um, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go seven and a half Timbers out of ten Lakes. That's our uh, Justin Timberlake 2020 experience episode. Uh, let us know what you think of this, the 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 Justin Timberlake and his friends. Um, so, uh, thank you so much, Jonathan. That was so fun. It was so nice to meet. It felt like <laughs> it felt like me and Stanley were on like a double date with like you and <laughs> yeah. Harper. A little that was bit. fun. Like, that was fun. Let's like, do it again. Or just like you're, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but yeah, like, uh, yeah, this is so fun. Uh, Jonathan, what do you like to plug? What do you like to put out there into the world? Um, nothing at all. I mean, this is... <laughs> just, <laughs> what? I have absolutely nothing to promote. I just want to say that um, that it was nice to meet you, Stanley. Yeah, you too. Um, I know I've talked to Andrew before, and I've known Harper for a little while now, as we've discussed. <laughs> um, but I've never met you before, and it was just really great talking to you. Um, and I had a good time. I feel like we, we, we don't talk uh, enough about justin timberlake in general <laughs> as a society because <laughs> like i remember also like i remember like <laughs> i remember also like uh harper telling us that like uh yeah we couldn't like say things about 20 the 2020 experience till the podcast episode so i'm glad we got a line of communication between the two of you so that's pretty cool <laughs> like um <laughs> yeah no we used to just like when we did hawkeyes which we will do again at some point it's been yeah. i know it's been like three years now but um you i did like a hundred projects so you got, <laughs> you got you got some content we have stuff to catch on for sure but um yeah no but when we used to do hawkeyes we would watch something and we'd have to not talk about it at all uh for the whole week or however long until we were recording about it and mm. um yeah it just felt like old times again it's true <laughs> what are you talking about like in between like your feelings and like how your days went yeah i mean is that as interesting as ethan hawk though yeah I know. <laughs> or justin yeah, timberlake yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah you can follow the show at ibmtltt on instagram and tiktok you follow me at andrew ambrose lee on instagram and harper at harping about on all platforms stenley at snap on instagram spxsp music check that out uh Jonathan, you can follow him at, at Jonathan Zavaleta. Uh no. John Zavaleta. Because John Zavaleta was unfortunately taken. So uh, <laughs> so uh Jonathan, what would you like to play us out with? Wow. Um I'm gonna do Senorita. Why not? Yay! <laughs> oh wow. All right, thanks so much, everybody. Have a good day. Get out your seat, Hope. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's my pleasure to introduce to you. He's a friend of mine.